Out of the infinite choices you have, I'm honored you've decided to press play. With gratitude and humility, welcome to the Top Brand Builders. Ladies and gents, we got Nash Falk joining the show today. He's a fractional sales development guy, aka your sales department. Uh, He focuses on early stage e-commerce startups. And really what he does is comes alongside the founder and just helps them grow. His company is called Partner in Growth. And he's done this over and over and had tremendous results. So um, really impressive what he's been able to accomplish as kind of a, a gun for hire, so to speak. And he just comes in and gets results. So really fun to uh, talk about sales, the mindset, and just kind of overall his um, his path and how he got to where he is now and um, what he's learned along the way. So enjoy. Uh, here we go. Coming from Boise, Idaho today. Nash, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, brother. It's a pleasure and an honor. It's a pleasure to have you here. So Nash, when somebody, when you're at a party and someone asks what you do, what do you tell them? I usually tell them business consulting and they're usually like, what does that mean? Um, but I'm starting to tell people fractional business development for early stage tech companies. So I've been in sales for a very long time. Um, it's just kind of how I'm built naturally. Love meeting people, love understanding their business, what they need help with. Um, tried to get away from it for a while. I think every, I think everyone maybe tries to get away from sales just because sales is, you know, it's difficult sales. Um, at some point in my career, I was like, okay, what am I really good at? And it's relationships, it's people. So, um, with that, I saw a lot of founders, especially in Boise, Idaho here. It's kind of like a little startup city, but I saw a lot of founders alone on an Island, starting a company. And I would usually ask them like, all right, cool. Oh, well, you know, what are you doing to grow? Just cause I come from that like business development sales space. And they would say, oh, you know, I send five LinkedIn messages a day, you know, or nothing, you know, and it's just like, well, bro, you're going to be doing that. And you're going to be growing like extremely slow. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll be your sales guy for, you know, a fraction of the cost of a full-time employee. So landed one, landed another, landed another. So that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, And so, yeah, somebody who would hire me would be early stage e-commerce tech company who either has like two tech co-founders or they're bootstrapping or they have a small window, small runway of funding and they want to start to scale quickly. That's somebody who would hire me. Why do you think so many people are afraid to sell or fearful of sales? Might be the same reason that guys are afraid to talk to girls. Rejection, probably. I don't know. I think, well, yeah, rejection is probably one of, you know, we don't, seems like humans are afraid of failing or looking, looking silly. And that happens a lot in sales, as you know. <laughs> so I think that's one. I know that's one, especially right away, you know, that's one for me. And then beyond that, like it's the grind. It's a grind. You know, that, you know, it's having a month, having a monthly quota, working your butt off for it, hitting your quota. And then it's like, all right, who cares? Next, next month, next month, next month. So it's, it's a definite grind. So I would say those are, those are two that I've experienced personally. How have you, um, 
learn to accept rejection and not take it personally? How is it just something that you get worn down and used to, or is there a certain is there certain self talk? So it is kind of like a toughening. It's like a callus, you know, when you work with your hands. I got very soft hands. I work on the computer, but. When you work with your hands, your hands become hard, right? They become calloused. Um, and then, and then, if you're selling something that you like, you, you believe in, it's like if you're selling something that you believe has value, that's another piece of it. So it's like you can keep, you can move on with those rejections because you, hey, this thing, this person doesn't get it. I'm looking for the people who want it and get it, and you can just keep going because the thing that you're you're selling is is valuable. Um, you said one of the things that people, you know, shy away from sales is because it's, it's such a grind and how, how have you kept yourself fresh or how do you, have you, um, implemented some sort of system or what do you do to stay at the top of your game? My faith has a lot to do with that. Like staying, staying close to the Lord, staying in the book, understanding reality, what I believe to be reality, you know, like, so understanding that is important. Um, and then just like, really, I think it's just how I'm built again. It's like, I want to serve people. I want to help people. And I like people who, I like working with people who are motivated and building something. So it's like, it's fun to wake up to me. I, I enjoy waking up and meeting with people like yourself and like talking strategy, talking, you know, like what's, what's going well, what's not going so well. How can we, how can we continue to grow this thing or not grow this thing? Maybe this isn't the thing, you know? So it's like, I, I just, that, that's like my favorite thing to do, honestly. And that's what business is, especially at the early stage. It's just like early stage is fun because it's so, it's just so raw, you know? Once you get really big, everything becomes very systemized and processed and it's kind of mechanical. So it's maybe a little less, a little less emotional, a little less raw. But that's how I'd say I stay fresh, and especially being in a consultancy role. I get to work with one person, step out, work with another, step out. You know, so it's like I'm not not staying in like the same thing every single day, every single moment. Um, going back to your faith, are there any biblical principles or passages that you lean on or keep coming back to that you think apply nicely to sales? Um, yeah, there's, it's, I can't quote it, but I just shared it with somebody today, actually in a, uh, in an email in like a closing email. Um, it's Proverbs and it's wealth gained hastily will dwindle. Um, but diligence, diligence gains wealth. So, so yeah, I see that as like sales, you know, it's like, no, there's no quick, there's no quick fix. There's no get rich quick schemes it's like it's diligence and it's waking up every day um, sitting down at your desk and like getting after it every single day and another is um this hit me this really hit me early on in my faith walk it, it's in genesis and it says man is gonna sweat to get his bread and i'm like because i was always looking for the shortcuts i still do in a way i'm a hacker for sure i want to try to hack my way to ceo or like oh i'm gonna go run a fortune 100 company by like emailing the ceo you know it's like i don't think there's i think it's i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with trying to get you know like um hacky in a way and like trying to work more efficiently but it's like we're gonna work we're gonna work and we're gonna work we're gonna work hard to earn 
Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what have you found the best ways to build trust quickly? So you're reaching out to all these people. I'm sure you know they're getting re they're getting contacted by other salespeople. What do you do to differentiate, or what would you advise somebody? How do you stick out from the crowd? Just being me, like being speaking like I speak. I say yo. I say I just say yo. I'll be like yo, John. Yo, Danny, yo, DG, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm me, man. And if it's like, it's not a fit for the company that I'm with, it's not a fit, but it's, yeah, it's just standing out. And, and also shortening up, having respect for their inbox, having respect for like their time. You know, it's like, I know, I know that there's people that don't read emails from their boss. Why are they going to read a cold email from me or anybody else? So it's like, Hey, what's up? Here's why I'm reaching out. Here's how I believe we can add value. You know, like, what's in it for you? Is this a fit? So just, yeah, just being me, using my own, using language I use with my friends, my homies, and then keeping things pretty brief across the board. Authenticity and brevity is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And I'd say, and to add to that, I'd also say, like, really caring about them, like, moving on to LinkedIn, connecting with them on LinkedIn, seeing what they like, seeing what they're up to. Not always every, not, not making every touch about this, whatever it is that I have, whatever product or service that I have. It's like, oh, cool. I saw that you went here. I saw that you do this. Like, can you tell me more about that? Like there's a dude at Gong, their CMO, and he did a piano piece. I like, I like music. It was cool to see them do like a really cool piano piece. And I emailed, I just emailed him. I was like, Hey, awesome. Tell me like, where did you learn piano? And we started chatting. So stuff like that. Yeah, I think some people think that's like phony or something, but that, I don't know, that's that's how you build relationships, right? You actually take an interest? Because that's, that's part of a question I have here is like how in this digital age, how are we, how can we build better relationships online that translates to real life? Recently, I've been able to leverage digital, like use really use it as a way to connect with people, right? And I know, I know there's like this thing that like, oh, it's it's digital, so it's not as real. But I think I think it's 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 uh, really using it consistency and with maybe more velocity. That's what I've been experiencing. Just like hitting people up regularly on LinkedIn and like making things. I had somebody really smart, smart guy. His name's Aaron Abram, and he's he said email is a communication platform. So it's like, it's like a thing where I could send just like you a question. Hey, a question. You know how, you know how everything seems very templated now. Hey, hey, Danny, comma, body. And it's like, why can't I just be like, hey, Danny, I have a question. Question. You know, it's like, so just trying to really use the, use these platforms as communication platforms instead of like sales, just like a sales engine, really. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I, that kind of is all in line with what you're saying with just authenticity and brevity. It's, it's you being you and so many salespeople seem to be a little, um, uh, stiff, I guess. And yeah, I think that that's, you're loose, man. You're natural. You're easy to talk to <laughs> you and I, you and I connected first on digital. That's right. Yeah. That was sick. It works, bro. It wor It works. You can kind of feel like energy through the internet, which is weird. Mm. I don't know. You, 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 you can. It's. I don't. I can look at a picture on Facebook and just. I can just like know if 
I, I, maybe it's maybe it's false, but for me, I can like kind of know if we might be we might click or we might have some aligned energy or I don't know. It's hmm. kind of touchy feely, but <laughs> no, I might edit I this out. <laughs> no, bro, I agree with you. I, I I agree with you. There's people on LinkedIn where I almost know instantly, like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do something together. Like this is my this is my guy right here or or gal, of course. Um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about goal setting or mindset. And, um, when it comes to sales, I I feel like having a target to hit is important. How do you think about goal setting? Do you have any formal goal setting, um, like review or, or process, or is it just more, you have big targets or I'm, I'm curious about how you measure, growth slash performance right i've wrestled with it really like uh i sort of look at i try i sort of try to understand vision like okay so with clients i'm working with i want to understand their vision because most visions are not they're not clear at all that's why a lot of companies are going to fail it's just because they're like they have no vision you know they have no like long-term vision you hear about people who have like a five thousand year vision that's a rare person, but it's like, it's like big, it's multi-generational. So, so I try to think about a vision, like where do we want this, where do we want this company to go? And that might mean funding. That might mean we want an IPO. You know, that might mean we want this many customers or it's just a revenue number. So milestones, I like to, I like to talk about milestones. That could be a goal as well, but I like to talk about milestones with my customers, mm. clients, like, all right. I'm going to get you to a hundred thousand MRR, 10,000 MRR, or I'm going to get you to your series a, and then you're going to hire people. If you had one hour to work in the day, what would, what, what do you, what's the highest return? What, what's the best activity that you could do as a salesperson? Honestly, I'm tempted to say prospect, fill your pipeline, meet new people, build new relationships. But I'm starting to lean a little more into like talking to people that you, current customers, mm. talking to current customers and trying to get referrals. Uh, it's called, can I, can I Google something? For sure. It's called the uh, Pareto principle. P-A-R-E-T-O. Pareto. 80-20 rule. 80-20 rule. Hey guy, yeah. 80-20 rule. Like I'm starting to lean a little more into that. It's like it's we live in a world of acquisition, 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 and there is value. I mean, there is value in that, especially as like a big sales person, especially a business development person. You have to keep filling the pipeline, but we ignore that. We ignore our current customers so much. So I, I might say, go talk to your current customers. Go get referrals. They know you. They like you. They're already using you. They trust you. Go get referrals. I love that. I I agree hundred percent. I didn't I didn't I didn't think about that, but I you're completely right. Well right, it's like it really truly is like the lowest hanging fruit. How has um what you've learned? So being in sales it's so there's so much I guess you know, person to person. You have to develop your inner personal skills, EQ. How has that trickled into your personal life? Any tangible examples or any, I guess what I'm trying to get at is um, someone thinking about like a college kid that's going into getting into sales. How has it helped you 
progress through life other than just meeting quota? Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, sales is, uh, there used to be somebody who would say, everybody should take a server job, go be like a, a server at a restaurant because you get to do that. I mean, it's that sales in a way, but it's really what it is. It's like coming out of our shell a little bit and just having to have conversations. So it's just opened me up to meeting strangers, reaching out to strangers. Oh, there's a, there's a stranger. I mean, I've had so many conversations where it's like somebody's on a, I met a guy who's a chief of staff and he was just, he was just next to me with an open computer. And I think I saw Slack too. So I'm like, Oh, like this dude's doing something similar probably to me. So like, what's up, man? What's up? So it's just like opens you up to the world. You get to meet new people, you know, like learn about what they're doing ask if they need help with anything. So that's, that's definitely outside the yeah, outside of sales. It's definitely bled into ask my wife. She's embarrassed hanging out with us, hanging out with me in public. Most of the time as I'm talking to somebody. What are some of your favorite questions to ask besides how can I help you that, um, get the conversations going or get you into good conversation? Uh, I've been asking people, what are you selling? That's an interesting one. So that dude, I assume everyone's selling something at some level. So like that dude, that's how I started that conversation. I'm like, so what are you selling? And he's like, oh, what am I selling? Good question. Here's, here's what I do. So that's been one that I've been asking. Nice. Um, let's see here. Any, any stories that come to mind of you, you know, um, character building stories, I guess, whether good or bad, anything uh, in, your, in your sales history career? Oh man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'll say, especially before Christ, uh, I've been a guy who's like double-minded completely all over the map. Um, so like not sticking with things, character builder, you know, like not sticking with things and quitting things all the time over and over again and going to this thing, going to that thing. Like, it builds character every time. It's really interesting because you have to build once you quit, you quit something. Once I quit something, I have to build all over again. So it's like constant build, rebuild, build, rebuild, build, rebuild, especially like just talking like networks, like whatever industry you're in as like a tangible example. And I'm just seeing how we're like having. So, yeah, I mean, for like the first 20 plus years of my life, man, I was just like, quit, start, quit, start, quit, start, quit, start, quit, start. Um, and, you know, like maybe it doesn't build, wasn't building character potentially right away, but it was breaking me. It was definitely breaking me. So, so now seeing what a focus does, staying focused on a singular industry, which really is on the same people. Like I'm sticking with the same people and talking to the same people. And I think people... I think people, I almost think people wait. I've even heard stories about like CEOs who will be like, I'm just not going to reply. I, I have a rule where I don't reply for one year just to see if they'll even still be there. I've heard that. And I, I feel that, man. I think some people are just like, oh, another sales guy, he'll be gone in 30 months and I'll get the next one. Mm -hmm. So just, I've just seen the power of focus and consistency. Love that. I don't know if that answered your question. No, I, it, it does. It's, it's 
starting from scratch is tough and you you've done it multiple times it sounds like oh yeah way more than multiple <laughs> and not not a bad thing you know like i think it's terrible to start from scratch but it's just like i think we live kind of in a that's kind of the society we live in and it's just it's hard right it's just hard to keep building i know it's hard to just like keep rebuilding mm-hmm. every time what do you feel like you're building right now uh, building a network like and that's and that's just that just kind of to me that means people who know me, trust me and people that I can potentially serve. We're just building a network and I'm starting to see, I'm starting to really realize what your network is your net worth. Major air quotes, but it is, you know, it really is like, yeah, I'm starting to really see that like having people that know you and trust you goes a really long way. Is a network different than an audience? Audience is more efficient. I think building an audience, that's why I love the D2C game, you know, like e-commerce, D2C brands. It's more efficient. And that's why I like e-commerce so much. Like you can build an audience so much more quicker than a network. If the, if they're different in any way, if, if a network is different in any way, it might mean like one-to-one, one-to-one, one-to-one. Or like audience is like, whoosh, maybe you have like 500 you did a thing on social or a paid thing and now, or you did a, or you did a podcast or you did a webinar and now whoosh, you have 500 people and now you can serve those people. So I think that's, that's very cool. Touching on that. Um, how do you think about the future of sales with this audience of kind of where sales and marketing seem to be coming closer and closer together? Um, what, what do you think, you know, sales is going to look like in 10 years or how, how are, hmm. what's the future of a sale? Like, where do you think this is all going? Hmm. Well, I think it's going towards self-service, especially in the SaaS world, tech world, everything's becoming very self-servicey where it's like, you don't have to talk to anybody. It's just like, oh, get your start your free trial, download, you know, but, but, so I see that happening. Um, and I like that at some level, we'll, we'll never, we will never lose the human touch. You know, you see movies like iRobot and AI, it's like, dude, we're never going to lose the human touch because emotion, right? Emotion will, especially when we're, when we're talking like big whale deals and enterprise deals, it's like no one's making a one million dollar sale to a robot like no chance like the human will never human will one-to-one relationships will always always be there there might be some bdring i mean i know they're already trying to automate that right bdr work business development work even that like for my business i don't very weary of automating because i just see having the one-to-one how important it is and they know it man they know they know they're being automated. So that's kind of where back, I see it going. It goes back to what we were saying before. You can kind of just feel it in energy online. You know if it's a robot or not, even if it's a well-crafted message. Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Um, looking back from, you know, on your journey as a salesman, what, uh, what do you know now that could have helped you massively when you first started? 
I tell this to, I've been telling this, to, I tell this actually to a lot of people. Somebody told me that sports engine and it changed my whole, changed everything. He said, um, he said, the person who cares least wins, you know, and, and you might take that and run with, with it in many different ways, but he was talking about the sale. He was talking about like, uh, like no desperation. There's 8 billion people in the world. It was like, hey, I'm here. I'm here with something that I believe adds value. And if you don't want it, that's fine. That's, and it really changed my whole, it changed everything. I started to close more deals. I started to book more meetings. And it was because I wasn't desperate. Just because just like you can feel energy, you can feel desperation, right? It's just it's another form of energy. So that, that has been hugely important to me. Um, CRM is important. Data is important. Like uh, I would, I would say this to a young salesperson: keep a CRM, keep a personal CRM. Like start. If I wish, I mean, I wish I would have kept all of my contacts from the very beginning. Like holy smokes, there's my audience. You know, like I've already built a humongous database of people. So I think that is important. And and tracking and writing notes so you can understand. I don't know if you've ever seen. I'm sure you've seen the office, Michael Scott. He's got like his Rolodex. He's got notes. <laughs> I know it's Michael Scott, but it's true. So those are that's another one. Um, and I think this, like, don't don't do it alone. Don't do not do it alone. If you do it alone, you're gonna quit. You're gonna be upset. You're gonna be frustrated. Like, get with people. Learn with people. What's it? What what is it called when you say something nice about somebody? Uh, like a compliment or a genuine interest? Yeah, or, take a genuine compliment, but also take genuine criticism. Like, keep learning, keep failing, keep going. And do it with people. So you, you've taken this unique path of going on the sales journey, and then now you're a fractional sales guy, and you're your own your own boss, and um, really impressive what you've been able to accomplish thus far. And what's something that, you know, whether it's business or just in life in general that you've learned along the way that you want to leave the audience with? Thank you for that, by the way. Um, it's all about people. I mean, like end of the day, it's all about people loving our neighbor, really loving our neighbor. And I would, I would urge people like, we hear the word love a lot. So I just want to say like, what is love? Like I would explore the story of Jesus for sure. Cause that's like, that's the ultimate love, you know, sacrificing, he sacrificed himself for complete strangers, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's love and loving our neighbor is it's you, you know, it's like, and that's what's so interesting about digital, right? We can maybe become disconnected because of what well, we're on a computer or, Oh, it's just through an email or, Oh, it's just through a text. But it's like loving our neighbor is, each person at each time, wherever we are, coffee shop, Zoom meeting, wife, husband, friend, it's the person next to us. It's, that doesn't have to physically mean my next door neighbor house, you know, like it's, it's everybody. So it's all about people. It's all about serving our fellow human and like sacrificing, sacrificing Nash's time to really help somebody and walk along with somebody. So that's what I would leave. That's what I'd like to leave myself with and everybody with amen nash falk everyone thanks for coming on the show appreciate you thank you brother it was a pleasure hey thanks for listening if your business needs help with content marketing photo video podcast 
reach out at greenmedia.net. Until next time, remember, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's go.